0: This, this is Football 401k, broadcasting on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, your hosts, Bo Repka and RJ Choppy. Welcome to episode six of the Football 401k. I'm RJ Choppy. He is Bo Repka. Uh, I, of course, do a radio show 105 to the fan of Dallas. I know you're very familiar with it. I'm sure you love it. And Bo is uh, one of the uh, co-founders of the Football Glory Hole uh podcast. Great show today. I got a great week last week. Bro, let's let's get right to the recap here and see how we did last week.
1: Man, 22 and 10 overall ATS Ooh. 12 units. Ooh. Have a week, baby. Have a week. We did. Uh one of uh one of our favorite uh bets was Kentucky straight up beating Florida. Now we had Kentucky on the spread, but People, Choppy, I don't think are giving this game enough credit. Uh, Kentucky hasn't beat Florida since 2018, and before then, they hadn't beaten them in 30 years. So if you think about what, ha- what that has to say about Florida and our numbers, that we felt that they had a good shot to go down straight up, and obviously we bet Kentucky taking the points also. But historically, this is, this is very meaningful. And, RJ, I just wanted to ask you, because you are, the DFW resident expert on SEC football. And I just want to know from your perspective, is this more damning on Dan Mullins rebuild at Florida, or does it make you feel more optimistic about what Mark Mark's
0: just doing uh, in Kentucky? I think this generally, generally, I'll say this I, I, easy answers, both, right? Mark Stoops doing a fine job. You know, he's got them – they're a decent football team. Decent. You know, they turned into a respectable program. When I was in college, Kentucky was – you know, they had one year – a couple years they had Tim Couch. Cool. Uh, for the most part, they were, they were nothing. Um, but this speaks far more about Dan Mullen. Listen, I am of the belief that the University of Florida and the University of Texas – Uh, And, and, you know, normally I would say USC, but I don't know anymore because their facilities have gone so downhill. But let's just say those three are without question the premier jobs in America, at the very least, Florida and Texas is. You don't have to leave your state. You don't have to get on an airplane to go find kids and to lose to Kentucky. You know, it, it, if, if Florida is not in the national title discussion, you know, three out of five years, there's an issue. This is not, you know, even Georgia, you know, Georgia's a great job, but it ain't Florida. You know, Florida needs to be in the discussion three out of five years for the national title.
1: Yeah, man, I'll lean with you on that. Uh, it's one of those plays where it comes up in the numbers and you're like, woof. I'm glad that uh, we've been doing this for a long time or else I probably wouldn't have a lot of faith in that one. But, of course, we do because we know what we're doing, and uh, our numbers are great. Yeah. They but a little pizza money parlay reminder last year. We told, you we, felt, or last week we told you we felt really good about it. We told you to bet all three of those games individually, half a unit, you would win money. Well, Choppy, Charlotte blew our total parlay by deciding not to score in the second half, not even a point. And, by the way, Choppy, they dominated that game so much. That they still covered, even though they didn't score a point in the second half, still covered the spread, right? That's how mm-hmm. well that game was going for us. And it just fell apart. But if you did listen, you bet half a unit. So if you're hundred, if hundred dollars your unit, you bet fifty bucks a game. You won back half a unit on top of your initial wager. Not too shabby right there, Choppy, on a little pizza money parlay bet.
0: No, not at all. That's pretty good. That's that's a good little return.
1: Yes, sir. So now moving on to the NFL Cowboys recap. So we thought that the number was right. Uh, Still think that it was pretty close to right, but RJ, you were right again. You're right. You nailed it. You laid the points with Dallas, and we said it was going to be a measuring stick game, and it was. And Carolina came up short, right? Their vaunted number Mm -hmm. one defense uh, gave up over 200 yards rushing and went from number one DVOA down to number four. And although they do play the lowly Eagles this week, I expect that number to keep falling as the year goes on. And offensively, choppy, we talked about it, right? Carolina was not the type of team that was going to stay with the Cowboys because you got to be able to score the ball. Not only score the ball, but you got to score the ball efficiently. Carolina really only has one yeah. method to win, and that's establish their running game and get creative with Sam Darnold. They got to be creative with it. you. Saw the rushing touchdowns earlier. You saw how those things work when you're winning, right? And that's the type of quarterback that Sam Darnold is. And again, I've said it many times. I keep saying I'm not a scout. I, I rely on PFF. I rely on, you know, all these grades and all these uh, numerics and advanced analytics to kind going to help me out who's better than who. But here's one thing I do take away always from an eye test perspective. It's probably the only thing I take away when it comes to a quarterback. To me, you're not a good quarterback if you can't throw the ball when everybody knows you have to throw the ball. Right. When you're Sam Darnold and you're winning mm. and you don't have to throw it, you're making these rushes and you got Dallas off balance and this and that. Yeah, he can win football games like that for sure. But then when Dallas takes over and has the big third quarter and that goes nuts, right? Those three touchdowns. Well, now Dallas knows Sam Darnold has to throw the ball. What happened? Right. Diggs, well, I heard uh, Sean say he didn't think Diggs played very well in the first half. Well, it's because they were off balance on defense. Then all of a sudden, Diggs knows, Darnold's throwing. Guess what happens? Picks him off twice, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they know you're going to throw, a lot of quarterbacks can't do that. And a perfect example yeah. of this was game one, right? Uh, Cleveland versus Kansas City. The whole game, Cleveland's winning. Baker doesn't have to throw. He's throwing, right? He's doing well, but he didn't have to throw. So he can mix it up. He can use the play action, use all those kind of tricks and weapons and gadgets that they used, all the motion, all that stuff. But then when they finally got behind. Mahomes had to throw the whole second half. And they knew he had to throw, and he still did it. Still came back, still took the lead. But then when Baker had to throw, two drives. He went three and out and threw a pit. Right? When he has to do it, can't do it. And that's the same kind of level Sam Darnold's at. And on the flip side of that, obviously Mahomes in that game. But look at Dak week one, right, versus Tampa Bay. They knew he had to throw the ball. They knew he had to throw the ball at the end of the game. And what did Dak do? Threw the ball. We'll let him right down to the field. Took the lead. You know, if they're not playing Brady, they probably win that game. So if you can't throw the ball when the other team knows you have to throw the ball, if you can't be successful in those moments, Aaron Rodgers with 40 seconds left. If you can't do that, Mm -hmm. to me, that's what separates, you know, that next-tier quarterback up. The next-tier quarterback up can do that when the other teams know that you're going to do that. And that's really the only eye test that I can personally rely on when it comes to quarterbacks.
0: Man, that is a fantastic point. I love it because we were talking about this this week. And one of our uh, one of the people on the show who who always texts the program, you know, he even said, you know, Darnold, he, we and we had said, but he had never been he had never trailed all year, at any point in any game, and you know he started to, you know, when you get quarterbacks uncomfortable, is when they you they're going to throw and you know they're going to throw, and they get uncomfortable, uh, and 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 the great quarterbacks, the Mahomeses, the Dax, the Brady's, the Rodgers, uh um, Wilson's you know, the Russell Wilson's you know when they're trailing this is why you know, you know Matt Stafford I, I don't know well look I mean I, I think golf you know certainly is in that category with Stafford I, I don't think golf can play from behind I, I think he's the kind of guy that needs to play from ahead uh and he's okay playing from ahead he's kind of shown like he can play from ahead he's gone to the Super Bowl but he can't play from behind I agree uh so that is uh you know the recap of the Cowboys and the carolina game uh, how did we do so we said we were four and one of the
1: super contest this past week right four and one super contest the stinking raiders let us down on monday night uh, uh came out flat. they came out unbelievably flat in that spot Very but deep. uh we did pick against denver we told you vegas was telling you to sell your denver stock we listened on that that one they're telling you to sell your raider stock too we didn't heat our stockbrokers' bus on that one, right? We bought one more time trying to catch that apex and we fell a little short on that one. Uh, but our best call of the week was definitely the Jets plus the seven against the Wounded Titans team. And James actually even gave them out on the Football Glory Hole podcast as the money part of the money long NFL money line dog parlay. So, RJ, uh, that was a great call, bus. But I want to know how you felt overall about the rookie quarterbacks you know going through week four we've, we've got basically three or four of them kind of going uh fields lance um uh, uh mills uh, Lawrence, and wilson Lawrence. and uh, jones yeah
0: so um i'll tell you this i mean you know zach wilson didn't look all that bad this past week you know, he made some pretty good throws um mac jones i you know i think if bill belichick wasn't a coward Mac Jones beats Tom Brady in week <laughs> one, but Bill Belichick is a coward. You heard yeah. it here first. How heard coward. You are a coward bill. Fourth oh, and three. Man. How many comebacks have you seen the guy on the other side of the field make? And you wanted to give him 59 seconds to go and risk a 56 yard field goal. You're out of your dang
1: mind, brother. Yeah, I didn't understand that. And from, for that reason, right there, when he makes. If he makes that field goal, which he dang near did, if he makes the field goal, you got a minute left, and Tom has two timeouts. Yeah, And I screwed. know he, I know you're the cut. whole game he couldn't hit water from fell out of a boat. But guess what? Now it's time to go win the game. You think Tommy's going to miss any of those throws? You know he's not. I he mean, he knows yeah. he's not. No, I mean, let us let, 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 let me ask Bill this:
0: If Tom was your quarterback and Peyton Manning was on the other side of the field, would you have kicked the field goal? No. Hell no. You wouldn't have given the ball back to Manning. You didn't have faith in your quarterback. Well, if you don't have faith in your quarterback, why you is that, that your game roster? It's
1: where... a great question. You remember that game where uh, Bill went for it? Yep. Fourth and two. He went for it on like his and own two. 24. Because yep. he just refused to give the ball back to Peyton. Yeah. No. He, he was like, no, we're not. If we give the ball, if we don't keep the ball, this guy's going to beat our. Brain. Yeah. He's going to beat us anyway. And so under like 24, he went for it, right? Yeah. He's like, well, anyway. he's going
0: to beat us anyway, if we punt away. Yeah. So absolutely. why don't we just give it a shot and possessions more important the time bill has always been ahead of the curve. He was behind it here because he was scared because he doesn't trust his quarterback, which means he needs to find a new one. The moment you don't trust your quarterback, you got to get a new one. So that's just my take. But, uh, anyway, what was I? Oh, rookie quarterbacks. Um, yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson's the only one that, I mean, you know, tr- Mac Jones looks the best. And then it's somewhere between Lawrence and Wilson, and neither one of them looked very good. So not impressive showing so far uh, for the uh, for the old rooks, but they got some time to fix it. Uh, let's look ahead at what Vegas is saying with the Pythagorean theorem. I love math. I hate math. I really do hate math. <laughs> In fact, if, if there was a kid named math, I wouldn't even like the kid. And I like all, I mean, you know, generally, I try to be nice to children, but if there was a kid named math, I would hate him. I would hate his guts, just saying. Let's go around a bunch of the divisions coming up next on the Football 401K. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors, the crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation want to use what the pros use
1: how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys jack black smartphone but the best deals are only for new customers so to get a new customer deal i changed my name to jacket flash
0: okay but the best smartphone deals at AT at&t are for everyone new and existing customers
1: that's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal?
0: Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details. Back to Football 401K. Welcome back to the Football 401K. I am R.J. Choppy from 105 Fan. He is Bo Repka, Football Glory Hole. Uh, and we have got a little bit of a look ahead here coming up uh, at the rest of of the nfl let's do a little bit of a division aspect from here all right we are going to look ahead at what the pythagorean theorem which is basically it's basically your point differential right you win you, you outscore teams by x amount of points per game you should win x amount of games throughout the course of the year i think that's also a squared plus b squared equals c squared but i'm not sure
1: pretty close yeah yeah all right
0: so bo let's do it let's take it through uh the various divisions on what we think should happen.
1: All right, we'll start with the AFC North. Uh, And, Shoppy, I'm just going to ask you whether you would lay these bets or not. I'm going to get some surprising numbers here, maybe some people. Baltimore was preseason minus 225. That was a 69% probability. They're now down to plus 105. So, basically, Vegas saying is a coin flip. Here's the interesting thing, though. They're actually tied with the Bengals right now at a projected 9.5 wins. The Browns, on on their hand, were plus 550 preseason. That's a 15% probability. They're down to plus 110 and have an overall projection of 11 and a half. So you've lost the value on the Browns for sure if you didn't bet them already, but they're still plus money for the team projected through the first quarter to win the division by two whole games. But here's the long shot value. Since he plus 900 to win the division, they were plus 2,500 preseason. And again, through one quarter of the season, they're projected to win nine and a half games. So with Lamar being dinged up and Baker really just kind of scuffling right now through the offense, choppy. Would you take a flyer since he plus 900 to win this division?
0: A thousand percent. A thousand percent. You have the best passing quarterback in the division. Yeah. His teammate as his wide receiver from college, who evidently knows how to actually catch a football that's in the NFL. It doesn't have a white stripe on it.
1: So yeah, straps are not.
0: Yep, I am taking Cincy plus 900.
1: And I think that's a really good flyer, especially four games in. Long way to go, right? 17-game season, but you're not – here's the thing. If they keep doing what they're doing, you're not going to get any better value than you get right now. So they're expected to win nine and a half games. Yes, sir. All right. So, and again, this value is not going to get any – especially, they're at home. They're catching three at home versus Green Bay. They go out there and even come close to beating Rodgers and Green Bay, who seems to have righted their ship. If they cover the three points, I think this value goes down. If they lose or not, I still think it goes down. Yeah. All right, moving on. AFC South, Tennessee minus 230 currently to win the division. That's 70% probability. However, they're only projected to win seven games through one quarter of the season. Indy is plus 230. They were plus 180 preseasons. You're actually getting value here on the Colts. And they're projected to win seven games, even though they're only one and two or one and three, whatever they are, one and three, which means you can get over two times your money on a flyer that Tennessee continues to have injury problems. And Wentz and uh, their coach kind of figure it out there in Indy, and they squeak out eight wins, which just might be enough to win this very terrible, terrible division Choppy. So are you going to go get plus 230 on Indy? You
0: could donate me the money to place this bet, and I wouldn't do it. (laughs) I am not putting a single bit of faith in that soft, trash quarterback Carson Wentz. Not a chance. You know, everyone was... No matter what happens the rest of the career, Jared Goff has won the Jared or Carson sweepstakes. Dak Prescott's beat them all. Oh, and yeah. he has smacked them all upside the head. Uh, but Jared Goff is one. Now, he's actually semi-reliable. Semi. Not even totally reliable. Semi-reliable. Carson Wentz. The only thing you can rely on Carson Wentz for is an injury. That's it. That's all you can rely on him for. I am saying not no, but heck no.
1: The Chargers, on the other hand, plus 250. Are you buying the Chargers plus- plus 250?
0: um 50 to win the division no kansas city i'm sorry to say whether i'm sorry to say it or not they are they're the best team in the nfl i still think they are um if i had to bet on any one team to win the super bowl today i'm betting on the kansas city chiefs i'm not going to downgrade them because they lost a couple games patrick mahomes leads the nfl In uh, you know, QBR by a wide margin. He's like second or third in adjusted at yards per attempt. He's having an amazing season. I am not going to bet on anybody but the uh Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West. So Chargers were plus
1: two fifty. What were the Chiefs?
0: Minus
1: sorry, they were minus one ten.
0: I mean, that's a regular bet. That's an even money bet. Oh, there's no way. I mean I'm basically get even money on the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I think that's the best value you're gonna get. And the Chiefs have been the favorite for the Super Bowl this entire offseason and through the first couple of weeks. They're now no longer the favorite for the Super Bowl. So that value starts to creep in there on that Super Bowl bet. If you wanted to make it, now would probably be the time to do it before they get right, especially if they go out there and beat Buffalo, who's all of a sudden, you know, the odds on favorite and everybody's darling. So if you're going to bet that bet, you better do it before Sunday because if the Chiefs beat them, that ain't going to be there no more. All right, moving on, those NFC West. We got Arizona and the Rams are tied right now, plus 165, which means Vegas is telling you this is an absolute coin flip and they want money on both sides because they don't really have a feel for it. Where Arizona's projected now to win 12 games and the Rams are only projected to win nine and a half. So, choppy, you're flipping a coin, which side are you going to land on it?
0: Wait, the Rams only predicted to win 9.5 games? Nine and a half. <laughs> oh, baby. My Jared Goff prediction is going to come true. He was a better <laughs> player all along. Yes! Um, who am I betting between those two?
1: Arizona and the Rams they are both plus 165.
0: Man, I might actually be tempted to take a flyer on one of the other two teams because I bet you those odds are going to be really good. But if I was going to pick between these two, Um, man, I might have to go with Arizona. I I really might. I mean, you're to They already beat them. They've already got a game up and we're getting the same odds and their projected win total is, you know, 33% more. Yeah, I'll take Arizona.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad bet there, and I remember last podcast early we were on Arizona, and it was looking really good, right? And then Kyler the division last year, they had a pretty good shot at it all along. Kyler was second odds on the second odds-on favorite MVP at that time, so he's kind of repeats now the odds-on favorite again, so it's kind of repeating that little cycle there, so I like that bet. All right, moving on, NFC South, Tampa Bay, the heavy. Heavy favorites, minus 450. Vegas telling you 82% chance they win a division. However, part of the Pythagorean theorem, they're only having them winning 10 games. And New Orleans doing the exact same. So right now, Choppy, New Orleans is plus 600. Are you going to lay a hundo down on your boy Jameis to take down Suami boy at plus 600?
0: Uh, Let's see. New Orleans is a 10-win projection? Yep. They're 1-3. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're... Yeah, they yeah. are. They're one and three. Yeah. Ten win projection. Oh, I don't know about all that. Or are they two and two?
1: I don't know. Seems they like they're the, two and two. Right? Yeah, they, they beat, beat New England, right? Yeah, they they beat, beat New yeah, and England and New Orleans. Huh. Or New England and Green Bay, right? Yeah, they won two.
0: Okay, so it's plus six hundred for for uh for Nola. Yeah. And the, the the Bucks are what?
1: Minus four fifty. Heavy, um, heavy favorite. No bet.
0: That's terrible odds. That's worth a flyer. That's worth a, so. That's worth a small, you know, uh, quarter unit, half unit bet.
1: I mean, Tom Brady is 44 years old, Yeah. right? I know he's Tom, and I love him. But at some point, anything can happen when you're 44. I mean, you know, a hemorrhoid might take him down at this point. I don't know. You don't never know. If know. You get he- I don't know if you get hemorrhoids while eating kale ice cream. I don't know, because I would never eat that. I'd rather take a hemlock. I promise you that than eat that crap. But we're going to move on to NFC North. Green Bay is the <laughs> heavy favorite, again, at minus 450. But they're only projected to win nine and a half games right now. Minnesota, on the other hand, plus 550. But they are only projected to win eight. But the rest of the division is such a dumpster fire. Neither Detroit or Chicago is projected to win more than five games. Is Captain Kirk. It's, it's got to be either Captain Kirk or pass here. So would you lay down any money on plus 550 on the Vikings?
0: Yeah uh, you know they've been they've been incredibly unlucky this year. Uh, they play they should be four0. They should be four0 at worst three one. They gave up 14 points to Cleveland they lost. What a disaster of a game. uh yeah. I, w- I would probably pass I would probably pass on this one.
1: Yeah, I would tend to agree on that. The thing about teams like Minnesota and we see it every year. It, yeah. You can say they're unlucky and that's great. And that is true. And it helps you win money on them as far as part of the spread, but you don't get those games back, right? There's only so many games. It's not baseball. You don't get to, Oh, oh well, you know, we'll catch that. All these breaks are even up. That's not how it works in football. It doesn't even right. up.
0: No, it doesn't. If you, if you catch them, you got them all year. If you don't catch, catch them, them yep. you don't got them all year. That's right. It's it's look at, either the Cowboys. Hey, look either at the, year the Cowboys though. Yeah. Look at the Cowboys. Like, you know, uh, you know, the turnovers they're facing. You'll never know, I mean, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna drop. I mean it might drop, but they're already got the numbers there. It's so it's, they're so right. far ahead of a lot of these teams, it's not gonna matter.
1: Yeah, they're they're on one of those roles, man, like one of those yeah. Chicago Bears rolls, and that's very exciting. Uh, if you're a Cowboys fan for sure. Yep. All right. Lastly but not leastly, the NFC East, well, maybe leastly, but uh, the Cowboys, here's the thing, and the only reason I'm going over this is very surprised me. The Cowboys are only minus 250, which is a heavy favor. That's 71%, but they're not as heavy as Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And it's even more surprising because they're projected to win 10.5 games, and all the other three teams in division are not projected to win more than 6.5 or 7. And when I went, looked at this Cowboys schedule and the look ahead on their opponents in the projection, their opponents projected winning or wins versus losses going for the rest of the season is 102 and 112. So, 10 games under five hundred from here on out. Green Bay has a projected bonus record of one eleven and 109. so just above five hundred. And I know you got home and road and matchups and all that very end uh, as far as, like, setting division odds, but that still does not add up to Green Bay being almost twice the favorite that Dallas is on the money line. So, Choppy, what are your thoughts about the Cowboys continuing, continuing to be undervalued in Vegas, it seems? I, I, I do not know.
0: I do not know why they're continuing to be undervalued. It has gotten to the point where it's almost silly. It's borderline silly. This is one of the best teams in the NFL uh, after four weeks, after basically a quarter of the season. Uh, Dak Prescott's one of the best quarterbacks, and they're one of the best teams. And teams are often slow to buy the outlier defense. I understand it. It was slow to people were slow to buy San Francisco, slow to buy Chicago. You know, you're slowed by a lot of these outlier defenses. Fine. This team, though, has the offense to go with it. And, you know, if they force a turnover a night, you're screwed. A couple turnovers a night, you're screwed.
1: Yeah, and see, that's the other thing, too, is, yeah, the Cowboys defense was bad last year, but it wasn't any worse than Buffalo's. And now Buffalo has the number one DVOA defense, and everybody's buying that like it's scripture. And I'm like... How, like, look at their opponents? Why are, why are you buying that Buffalo has the number one defense? Which that's going to be a game this weekend, Choc. We don't we're probably not going to have any money on it, but because the numbers are just they're split on it, to be honest. And, and you know, but Buffalo, just like Carolina, had a, had a measuring stick game last week, Buffalo's going to have that this week when they go to Kansas City, and that total is 56 yeah. and a half. And I promise you, that ain't all Buffalo points that base is expected. No, that's true. That's very true. All
0: right, there's our look ahead. The Pythagorean theorem on the division races coming up. Uh, we've got our best bets next on the football 401k. Welcome back to the football 401k. RJ Choppy from 105 to the fan. Bo of football glory hole. Let's get to it. Let's get to our betting card. College football. I look, I refuse to ever bet. On my team, my beloved (laughs) volunteers, because every time I bet on the Vols, I get kicked in the Vols, if you know (laughs) what I mean. But Tennessee minus 10 and a half against the Gamecocks of South Carolina. Why? Why do you do this to me, Bo? Yeah, Choppy, your Vols are getting, sorry, go ahead. Why do you do this to me? Why do you place why do you tell me to place a bet on my Tennessee volunteers when I know they're gonna let me down?
1: Yeah, well, you know what, Choppy, your balls are actually getting undervalued here, plain and simple. They're 34th ranked on offense and EPA. And on the flip side of that, Carolina has a 56th ranked EPA offense. This spread should be about 17. We're only laying 10 and a half. That's almost a touchdown value where the cushion. The numbers have this game of uh, ball scoring a little bit of 30 plus, over 30 plus, and South Carolina staying right around 18. This line open at nine and a half. It's already been bet up to 10 and a half. We expect it to keep moving up, so you need to grab those volunteers now. South Carolina, last 10, three and seven ATS versus a team with winning records, and one and seven ATS is the last eight as a road dog. And that was actually this year ATS win against Georgia who only beat them by 27 because Georgia didn't have any, you know, interest in covering the 31 point spread. So I think that was the second or third game of the season, uh, we're going to be singing Rocky top, baby. Let's go balls.
0: Woo, go balls. Let's go UT. Uh, okay. How about this one? UCLA minus 16 against Arizona an Arizona team that I'm not sure is, is 16 points worse than air. They're terrible. It might be an 18-point dog to just air,
1: (laughs) choppy. they are terrible. They're outside of our top 100 in the power rankings. They're 121st in EPA differential in the country. UCLA, on the other hand, is top 30 in our power rankings and 56 overall in EPA differential. Arizona is 66th in EPA offense and 92nd in offensive rushing and 92nd in passing and has a 124th EPA total defense. Now, UCLA's weakness is that their defense is ranked 102nd EPA, but Arizona's so poor on offense, they're not going to be able to take advantage of it. This spread should be just north of 20. We're getting four points of value at least here, and the biggest rub in this game is the only thing that Arizona does decent on offense is run the ball where there's 66 in the country EPA there, but that is the only thing that UCLA is actually decent at on defense. They're 41st EPA Defense to get to run. This is strength on strength, and that should nullify any chance Arizona has of creating any sustained offense in this one. And UCLA knows Choppy. The Pac-12 South is still open if Arizona State and Utah stumble. So they're still at max motivation coming off that loss to Arizona State last week. They're going to be max focused, and they should have every bit of uh want to, to go gain that margin on a really bad Arizona team and get right again. So go Bruins and their sissy blue shirts.
0: Yeah, the sister blue, the sister <laughs> blue. The coach Joe said a couple of weeks back. Uh, we got one NFL play for you uh, this week. Uh, Houston plus nine against the Patriots. Um, this is a this is an interesting one because Davis Mills looked uh, bad, and uh, you know Mac Jones, I, I thought played halfway decent against Tampa, but that was their Super Bowls. So this is more of a letdown situation.
1: Yeah, 100%, and it's the falling-knife position, right? And we warned you about this position, but we're going to go try out there and grab this one. I know this is a nasty play, uh, but the bottom line is New England is just barely above an average team in our power rankings. Yes, Houston is almost dead last in our power rankings, but guess what, Choppy? This is exactly where we had both of these teams coming in the season, ranked per our power rankings. And before the season, New England, this was a six-point spread. It's moved three points. Now, you can say it's a drop-off from Tyrod to David, to david mills like you said and that's fair and probably more than accurate but both qbs in this game are still rookies neither team has any has much in the way of weapons on offense the total in this game choppy is 39 and a half it's freaking gross and yes mills has been bad in uh epa plus cpoe but he's still ahead of zach wilson and justin Fields, so he hasn't been the worst and They've just and and both those guys just went one football games in the NFL. So it had to be great to win a football game in the NFL. You can be bad and still win. And Matt Jones is ranked just ahead of uh, he's ranked ahead of uh, Mills, but just ahead of not it's not like he's tearing up. He's still well below average quarterback in this league. And if you flip this game around to New England, it would be New England minus 13. Well, the Texans opened up at 16.5 versus Buffalo in Buffalo. That would put 3.5 points between New England and Buffalo. Right now, those teams are five points apart at a minimum. So, all the value here is on Houston. And one trend to go with this shopping, it's already 2-0 and so far this season. ATS, since 2015, teams coming off a shutout loss are 22-5-2 ATS. That's 81% cover. Wow. And that's all to do with the overreaction from the market. Plus, I think you're getting a boost here from New England's performance on national TV versus the Champs, where they almost took him down, right? And like you said, the McCookie Monster, he looked pretty good. But that was against a banged-up Bucks defense. who's 19th in overall DVOA. And even with that blowout loss last week, Houston is still ranked 17th now in DVOA. So before that, they were actually above average defense for their performance against Buffalo. This ain't the Buffalo offense walking in here. Now, I know, this is a classic. Hold your nose. Just don't don't watch this game. I would never tell I would never I wouldn't tell my worst enemy to oh. watch this game ever in a million years. Don't even check the score. Just pass right by it and at some point Monday just say, Oh yeah, we won that one. Cool. Just do it like that. You don't you don't want any part of this game. Don't even look at the box score.
0: Bo, I wouldn't watch this game if it was in my backyard. <laughs> like I wouldn't. This if we take a place in my backyard, I'm not watching this game. No, uh, let's do a little pizza money parlay. The Texas Longhorns, plus 140. The Duke Blue Devils, plus 145. And the Florida Atlantic uh, Owls, plus 165. That's a 14 and a half to one parlay. Usually a three teamer pays about six to one. Uh, So you're getting about uh, time and a half here on your value. So there you go. There's your pizza parlay, pizza money parlay. 10 bucks will get you 145. Not a bad way to make a living.
1: Not a bad way to make a living right there, and you might sprinkle a little bit on all three of these as well. I think we probably hit two out of three of these again this week. I'm not as confident as last week, so maybe quarter units at a half unit. But, you know, it's your uh, it's your pizza. You put whatever toppings you want on it. So there that's all go. I'm going to tell you. Except for pineapple.
0: Don't do that. Do not. No, you put pineapple to pizza, you and I are going to have words. All right, <laughs> uh, that'll do it for episode six of the Football 401K. I'm RJ Choppy. Catch me weekdays. Uh, that's also Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan, 530 to 10 a.m. Myself, and Sean Sharif, Troy Hughes. Um, you can uh, listen, to the, uh, listen to us on 105 through the fan. You can also uh, tech, check me out on Twitter, at RJ Choppy. I keep it simple. Uh, Bo, where can we find the football glory hole?
1: You can find us at thefootballgloryhole.com. You can find us on Twitter, at FGHVegas. And you can find our podcast, the Football Glory Hole Podcast, anywhere. And I mean anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: All right, for Bo, I'm RJ. Talk to you next week. Let's put some money this week, boys and girls.